With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to WHM Mailbag, everybody. This is the first mailbag of WHM Season 9. It's the first and only mailbag. This is when we put a mail in a bag, (laughs) as in a man, a man Mm. bag. We Uh, have... Welcome back to Man Bag. (laughs) (laughs) It's hosted by Dave Navarro, and we're just making bags. (laughs) (laughs) Meme watch. Uh, so we've got some some emails from you, the listener. Steve Sadak, start us off. Uh, yes, uh, it's called "What Was He Watching?" Uh, greetings, Andrew, Steve, Chris, and Eric. Hey, uh, hi, uh, no, not you. I'm oh, sorry. Um, I'm writing with a tale possibly best sent during the spooktacular, based on uh, the mental trauma it, that it caused. But in the tradition of good old "What are you watching?" I figured I'd drop in uh, for you guys to enjoy anyway. Well, also, every mailbag episode is a fucking house of horrors, so (laughs) don't worry about it. Rewind to 1987, when I was but a lad of seven years old. Uh, That means he was born in 1980, doing a little quick math there. Oh, cool. Uh, Good for you. Quick math. Uh-huh. My dad worked uh, days and mom worked nights. So after four, oh man, fucking Reagan's America, isn't it? Sounds like a fucking Springsteen song, man. <laughs> my dad worked days and, and my mom- mama worked nights, both at the factory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, then he ends up eating his own shit or something because it's a We Ain't Movies mailbag. Yeah. These are always <laughs> eating my own shit on <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Uh, Two-income household, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, my dad worked days, my mom worked nights. So after 4 p.m., it was evenings with a loving but older father from a generation where men didn't spend time with their kids. I'd find ways to entertain myself four nights a week, but on Friday, we had a habit of hitting the local West Coast video. Remember them? Nope. Uh, now, being a little fat kid, I had two obsessions that consumed me, other in parentheses, other than sugary snacks. <laughs> uh, WWF wrestling and Transformers. Nothing brought me more joy than watching secret racist pervert Hulk Hogan strut around the <laughs> ring or the velvety voice of Peter Cullen coming through the heroic Optimus Prime as he led his giant robot good guys against an army of similarly giant robot bad guys. I'm you gonna- know what, Terry? I'm pretty sure you shouldn't be saying that <laughs> word. They should have sent a poet. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Uh, but being a, stupid, being a stupid fat kid, while my dad would disappear into some mysterious corner of West Coast video, I would obsessively rent one of three VHS tapes every Friday, never realizing that they, I could possibly have been purchased for less than combined rental fees uh, added up to. WrestleMania three. Transformers SOS Dinobots or Transformers <laughs> Divide and Conquer. Yes, I clearly remember those titles, and I'm not proud of that fact. When we would return, we would re- we would return home, and the routine would always be the same. Dad would set me up in my bedroom with with my VCR and some snacks before leaving me with a warning that I was not to come out of the living room for any reason without first giving him a holler. I think he's he's jerking off in the living room. Yeah, I think he grew idea. up this guy grew up on ten Cloverfield Lane. You need like an <laughs> an air horn or something, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all written out here, isn't it? Uh, this is a terrifying prospect, by the way. <laughs> Don't you dare come out. Did he have to like, pee in a bottle? Unless you holler first. <laughs> if you hear a chainsaw, don't worry. It's 
fine. Uh, this would repeat weekly for a year or so until my mom decided to quit her job and do the stay-at-home mom thing. This mama quit a job <laughs> at the factory. Dad had to stop jerking on Friday nights. I forgot to holler. Uh, that is when the weekly Friday night trips to the video store abruptly ended. Ah. Fast forward to 2001. I'm 21. Again, this guy was born in 1980. I'm sorry. I hate to break <laughs> it to you guys. God, Steve, you are blowing my mind with uh, this quick math, buddy. Uh, I didn't know like pe- quick pickles. <laughs> I really didn't know people were born in that year. <laughs> uh, I'm 21 and in college drinking coffee at the campus Starbucks with some friends relating childhood Tells to each other the story I just told came back to me that day, and I began to innocently relate it, not realizing the implications of my tale. <laughs> Looking back at it as an adult, I realized how dark this memory really was. It is kind of creepy, dude. Uh, and I'm sure you have put together long ago the mysterious corner of the West Coast video my dad would disappear to was the porno section. <gasps> While I was renting my... Telling daddy's secrets on a podcast recorded. Hey, meet me tonight in West Coast video. <laughs> Uh, while I was renting my baby cartoons, he was selecting some hardcore big bushed 80s porn. Big bush. <laughs> I do, good it, God. One of those, one time, sometimes. Well, Barb, I'll, what do you call me? I'm big, <laughs> I'm a bush, I'm running, it's 87. <laughs> uh, that's right, get the big bush in there. Get the big bush and the quail in there. Vote big bush. Gotta vote big bush in. I mean, I mean I'm just a lanky man there, Poppy, can we rent Dinobots? <laughs> Junior, you didn't holler yet. Quiet, boy. I'm in the corner of the video store all for me. You're gonna finish Divide and Conquer or I gotta come over there and it's five across the eyes. They've got all these videos of me. I go to rent them, bring them home. Turns out to be women fornicating. <laughs> um, when I was in my bedroom stuffing my face with milk duds, he was stuffing his hand into his pants and stucking himself silly. Needless to say, I'm now haunted by the memory whenever I see Under the Giant or Megatron. Can you guys relate? No. no. Uh, can you guys relate? Have you experienced this feeling of childhood innocence being shattered by looking back with your adult eyes? Thanks for listening. Uh, Kevin, a loyal Patreon subscriber in parentheses. Oh, thank you, loyal Patreon subscriber. Really quickly want to mention that on the Patreon this month, we have a full episode devoted to Ready Player One. (laughs) Which is kind of like masturbation in a a Speaking of Big Bush. It's like you got wrestling, you got your your Transformers, and you you masturbation, and that is what the movie is. So to hear more talk about that. Oh, cool, awesome 80s Big Bush. (laughs) Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. Oh, yes. In my my, uh, utopia, it's all Big Bush ladies. No shave jobs here. Oh, cool, awesome 80s. That's Mark. You'll get that joke if you listen to the Patreon. Oh, That's yeah, exactly I, right. I've never caught my dad tugging it. Thank the Lord. Right? Um, yeah. No, I wouldn't well, be here today if that happened. That's well, one okay. of the, that's one of those classic. I'm glad my parents got divorced when they did. <laughs> well, okay, but did he ever? He didn't really ever catch him. He just no. knew what the what the plan was. Oh no! I mean, oh no! He didn't. You know, he he didn't. That's true. He never caught him. He just knew what the deal is. Right. So, but just knowing what's up. So, yeah. did you guys know that your father's masturbated? <laughs> I mean, I know now. Mm. Did you ever come across like browser history? No, no browser history. I I can say that one time I was in the video store with my brother and sister, and it was like a. Man, just R.I.P.D. These things, these things went before the blockbuster videos did. Uh-huh. The mom and pops. Oh, we yeah. were in a mom and pop store one time, and they had the saloon doors. Oh yeah. So we're picking out like Caliers too, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> An alien came to the saloon door with a photograph. Me. Sorry, it was Barilla, ama- no. please. It was amazing because we were like picking out Care Bears too, or whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh, my mom just brazenly walked through the saloon doors. Oh, wow. Just was like, stay out here, walk through the saloon doors. Another time, similar horrifying event. I opened my parents' door uh, one time to ask uh, my father if I could borrow his car. And I just, I walked in and I got like half a step in and I was like, Dad, can I borrow the, and he cut me off with a, yes! (laughs) And I closed the door and I went and took a shower. Okay, yeah, yeah, we can get his gun now. My my family was brazenly open about sexuality to the point where it's probably destroyed me. (laughs) 
And that is why I cannot function. As I've said before on the program, we had the Playboy channel for a number of years. And um, my, my parents were just taught, like my mother would regale me of stories about my grandpa, my grand, you know, the, my, the grand, the elders. Yeah, yes. sure, sure. About sure. Her own conception. No, no. Well, the stories of their sexual prowesses and what happened there. Oh, and, you yeah. Know, like that's when they met and how that went. To, it's just too much. Wow, that's a lot. So there was nothing to look back on and be tainted because in my <laughs> fragile nine-year-old mind, it was already gone. There That's was a- nothing behind the saloon doors because the saloon doors were never there. The saloon doors closed on me and I could never get out. <laughs> oh, Chris, Chris Cabin, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Let's do it. WHM mailbag story. Uh, hey, guys, can't wait to see how awesome this season is. Anyway, on to my most embarrassing movie theater story. Noise. I went to see Paranormal Activity 3. You know what? There's already your problem right there. That's, <laughs> was this the, the one that I had the biggest beef with, Chris Cabin? Was this the one that's set in the 1990s? They're using a camcorder, and that shit is 16 by 9? Get the fuck out. The, oh, it, a- the, the whole thing bleeds together for me. I can't remember which one is which. One and done with the Paranormal. I think the first one's fine. Yeah, it's not, same. It's not I, good. I didn't watch any of the others. But. This aspect ratio thing threw me off the franchise, but Chris Cabin over here. He's permanently stuck in the ghost dimension. Oh, every time. <laughs> every day I wake up. Didn't Neve Schulman direct one of them there? What? Oh, I believe you might be hacks. right, actually. Are you fucking or kidding? It might have been a Henry Joost there. Uh, Excuse me? Who's that dude? He's he's the guy that um, directed the actual catfish movie who like isn't uh, on camera. Uh, uh, While Andrew's looking that up, please continue. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Went to see Paranormal Activity 3 in theaters near the end of its run. I had a few hours of free time and liked the first one, but my husband hates scary stuff, and I decided to go alone. I figured there would be a few other midday moviegoers there. I get into my seat after hitting the concession. The whole place is empty. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Uh, I instantly feel uncomfortable because it was so quiet. I figured it was a good thing, though, and stretched out and dug into my popcorn and decided to enjoy my truly alone time. (laughs) Um, boy, that's something. Um, three, three quarters of the way through the movie, I was so anxious and keyed up. Really? I started talking shit to the screen. Ooh. This is my dream, though, man. It's never happened. You always think it's going to happen, but it doesn't. Like, when you, you mm-hmm. catch that right. you're going to be the only one in a movie theater. And then you suddenly own. three or four people come in at the it's, very it's, last oh, second. It's, oh, it's a fucking bummer. And no, it's, it's like, 20, like 20 minutes in. Somebody yes, you're just like, what? like, they decided they wanted to see a movie today, and they just got this one. Yeah. It's always something That's like That's disgusting. That. Um, sh- talking shit to the screen. And by the time the spooky ghost sheet, in quotation marks, <laughs> a screen played, I turned full Steven Sadak Ooh, coward never, and left never the theater. Go yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, was an imba- I was so embarrassed, I have never even told my husband about, well, now if he's listening to the show now, <laughs> he knows. You're, you're in the trouble. Uh, anyway, love the podcast, and please, if you ever fled a movie in fear, please let me know. Okay, fled a movie in fear. Anyone? Because uh, you were like freaked out by the movie. Yeah, like you're, oh. you're too much to handle. I left. Um, so my, I don't know if I said this on the on the show. I would always when I was like. In my teen years, and people were like, let's go see a horror movie. I'm like, yeah, I love horror movies. And I would go, but I, w- during the scary bits, which is most of the movie, I would focus on the exit sign. Mm. So I'm not watching it. It looks oh. to the, ca- I'm not covering my eyes like a big baby. It's a cool word, too. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's got an X in it. And it's like big red, you know, looking at it. But during Event Horizon, uh, which is a terrifying movie mm. to see in theaters if you're my age and me, uh, I was doing that and it still wasn't working. And I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I spent like 20 minutes in the bathroom just kind of get, getting my bearings. <laughs> you cut a hole into hell in that bathroom. <laughs> uh, I will cut in here just to say that Paranormal Activities 3 and 4 were directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Schumann. Oh, that's probably his brother. Yeah, it was, it was his brother. And they, yeah. they were the directing team that made the movie. And they're like, let's put our... Let's put our dumb brother on a camera. And then he's like, I run it. <laughs> the only movie I ever walked out of in history, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh-huh. That's scary. It, was, it scared. wasn't scared, no. It was, I was scared by the bad effects. I've never... Uh, <laughs> scared by bad CGI. I've never left a movie due to fear, but I remember seeing the first 
Conjuring movie uh, in the theater by myself. It was a packed theater, so sure. I wasn't alone. But I was like sitting in the front. I got there like kind of late. This was at the old uh, shit ass Kaufman Astoria Theater. Nice. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the movie, I realized I had ruined a baseball cap because of all of the like ha! moments. <laughs> I creased it. I had my hat like, uh, in my hand, and I creased the brim of the hat. That's awesome. Being scared shitless by that movie. I never had this, but I do have a story from when I, I saw when I saw Hereditary. Ah, uh, I was on the lower level of theater, and like it's my seat was like right next near the exit uh-huh. there was a lady about like right when they take their car ride uh-huh. um <laughs> she like went down and was like in that little area you walk into the theater that hallway yeah. yeah she was just in like different variations of that hallway <laughs> like going back and forth for the rest of the movie <laughs> like she would just be up at the front and like holding the like stand like this like gripping it and then she would just like recede into the darkness well because she was terrified she was terrified what? of the movie now this distraction for you did it ruin your experience seeing that movie? A movie that demands total silence and never breaking your eyes from the screen? It, it did not. I was just, you know, I went to the bathroom and I, I said hi to her. Oh. <laughs> you Ooh. did? At one point. I, I, I mean, and then she screamed even more. Chris Gavin. No, she's just like, hey, hi, hi. Ooh, and Ooh, here we go. Look at this. Ruining Thanksgiving Eve oh, no. for two celebrities. Not just one celebrity, but two celebrities. Hello, WHM. Hi. That, that's us. How are you? <laughs> this story takes place on Thanksgiving Eve in Toledo, Ohio. Ooh, this is spooky already. Oh, I like know. The... I always say Holy Toledo. That's because <laughs> this, this place like the is... beginning of a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> this story yeah. takes place on Thanksgiving Eve in Toledo, Ohio, in the 1974. They found themselves in Toledo, Ohio, for some reason. On Archer Avenue, they had Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> they had ham, not turkey. <laughs> a hometown that I share with Andrea Palecki. Is that a correct... Adrian Palecki? Who's that? Who is that? I always forget. Uh, I know who it is, but I always she was forget. on Friday Night Lights and uh, some bad horror movies. She was supposed uh, to be TV Wonder Woman, and then they sorry. canceled. Oh, yep. that's right. That's the one she's eating ice cream by herself, and I was like, nah. Sorry, this doesn't count as a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> and Katie Holmes, which I have a quick story about I'll add on at the end. Ooh, cool. Right, great. Two, oh, is that the second one? No, I guess so, yeah. I don't know about I don't know if this is a Midwest thing, but Thanksgiving Eve is a night you uh you and everyone you went to high school with that escaped places like Toledo come home to visit family and go out the night before the holiday to get wasted with each other. And I can confirm this is universal. Yes. We, yeah, we did this. This upstate. is in New York. It doesn't even have to be a thing where you come home. You just go out drinking. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. The night he came back. Because <laughs> well, you you know that the next day at Thanksgiving, you're going to be surrounded by family and fucking gonna, miserable. Yep, so the move yep. is you might as well be hung over while you yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to hang over for that. That's when uh, <laughs> this happened. And I might have told this before, but we, we all went out drinking, having a good one, man. Oh, cool. Went back to my buddy's house. Like, dude, you want to put on a cool movie? You do that, brother. I'm with <laughs> Put on the bong ribs. Cool. Oh, oh, awesome. Happiness. Awesome. Thanks so much. <laughs> Let's just watch a Todd Solid's movie right now at 2 a.m. on Thanksgiving Eve. Happiness? Wait a second, though. The movie Happiness. Yeah. You did? It was yes, happy. it was exactly Happiness. But had anyone in the room seen it before? The dude who put it on, yeah. But you had never seen it? No. Steve, you put that on? <laughs> I did not put that on. Sorry. Did this friend of yours look like Dylan Baker at all? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> Nobody beat it to Tiger Beat. I'll tell you that much. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? right? I mean, right? My friends and I went to the old beer stube uh, to do this thing. I guess this is a bar. Uh, oh, and- shout out for the beer stube. <laughs> Come down to the beer stube and chug along. Beer stube. Uh, to uh, Ohio. <laughs> And I was at the bar getting a couple of pictures with a friend, and he nudges me and says, isn't that Wash? I turn around and say, yup, Alan Tyduck. Ty- Tudyk. Tudyk. Alan Tudyk, also not a celebrity. From, <laughs> from, otherwise, I'd know how to say their name. He's from, in fucking from, I Rogue know. One, motherfucker. Okay, yes. He, he plays, plays one of your beloved robots. My beloved robots, please. <laughs> this guy I know best from... Three Tenda Yuma. <laughs> oh, wow, <The> really? Remake. <laughs> remake. <laughs> 
He was by himself, and he looked kind of overwhelmed with the Rust Belt Weirdos. That's a good name for a band, by the way. Rust Belt Weirdos? Yeah. But also, was it... Overwhelmed would be good, too. I didn't know that they had comic book conventions on uh, Halloween, (laughs) on uh, Thanksgiving Eve. What the fuck was he doing in Toledo? Just wait, dude. Okay. This is a rare instance where I read this email already. He uh, Okay, so uh, here we go. All right. It's about to go down, guys. <laughs> he was so, so I decided to go and talk to him and confirm who he was. He was friendly and shared a beer with a friend of mine and I. And I asked him why Firefly was canceled. And he replied, fucking Fox. <laughs> fucking Fox, man. Mm-hmm. Man, he hates getting that question, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, could you shut up? <laughs> He's hey, been, why don't you have a job anymore? Well, what, great. Well, he whittled it down because at first he had like a whole explanation and now it's just like fucking Fox. Yeah, I asked him what the fuck he was doing in Toledo of all places and he says that his girlfriend, a- a- Andriana Palaki, what is this girl's it's name? Adrian Palicki. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You know, just a, I guess just a girl from Ohio. Brought- <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just reading the letters that are there. I, I, <laughs> listen, buddy. We didn't all grow up with alphabet soup. <laughs> Or whatever they're the going fuck after the you soup ate. Too? I don't know. Cereal, whatever. The cereal conversation yes. was on the Stepford Wives episode. Exactly, which people understand. I just want to make sure people get it. But also, you ate alphabets and I didn't. <laughs> so you saw letters at an earlier age than I did. I see. Anyway, I... he, he was brought home to meet her family. Oh, she wow. was doing the Midwest thing of getting drunk with high school friends like the rest of us idiots. Oh, Anyways. Anyways, I buy a round of Irish car bombs and he declines, which, as everyone knows, oh, no. if you don't drink fast enough after, the, the, after, after they mix, it will yeah. curdle, so yeah. I drink his and mine. It's also an offensive name. For that's, what a, that, that's what I yeah. thought this was. Oh, really? Yeah, also, fuck that. Because isn't he British or... Turek? No, he just does that really well. Oh, okay. I was drunk at this point, and he said that... Uh, he was going back to his girlfriend and asked to keep it quiet that he was there. I proceeded to get drunker. I pointed this out, I point this out because I forgot after about 15 minutes that he didn't want any attention. Oh, oh. no. First of all, no, you didn't. <laughs> Everyone I knew from oh, high school shit. I ran into, I told who was there. Who's Alan uh, Tudyk? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, you know, Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. Also, oh, fuck. That's the credit you fucking unveil. <laughs> exactly. Isn't this dude a huge Firefly fan? I guess no one else was. By the way, that's the reason. Why did they cancel it? Because nobody watched it. Let's move on with our lives. <laughs> it spreads like wildfire. Oh, All of Jesus. a sudden, everyone is going up to him and asking him for pictures with Steve the Pirate. Oh, shit, man. He looks annoyed. He looks annoyed, oh. but he's obliging everyone. Of course he is. After a while, I go to the restroom and into a stall. Restroom door opens and, and people come in. I overhear uh, Alan talking, uh, 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 people talking to him, and I assume that it's one of Palicki's friends, and he's asked like, how, he, how he likes Toledo, and, he, and Alan says that it's okay, but some fucking asshole <laughs> told everyone in the bar that Steve the Pirate is here. Now everyone is coming up to me for pictures. We are getting out of here. And... Dra- Andriana? Adrian. Adrian. Is, again, this Think group, of Rocky. This girl is not, Think of Rocky every not, time. Adrian. Not, if she was famous, I'd know her name. <laughs> is pissed that we are leaving so early, and now I have to just sit there in her house for the rest of the night, Ugh. and then they left. Man, you ru- you did ruin his fucking night. Yeah. Have you guys <laughs> ever ruined an evening for... Uh, uh, have you... Have you guys ever ruined an evening or experience for a celebrity? P.S. Holmes story. <laughs> Watson and I were. <laughs> <laughs> These hounds really are Barksavilles. <laughs> what a Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, <laughs> babe. Uh, I was visiting my parents a few years ago in suburban Toledo and went for a walk, uh, went to, to walk the dog. A guy on a bicycle is coming towards me, and it's obviously Tom Cruise in a hat. <laughs> no, that, guy, that guy right there, that's Tom Cruise in a hat. I just know it. I just know it. Tom Snuffles. Cruise in a hat, that, that you should see. <laughs> I told everyone and no one believed me. A few months ago, my dad, a plumber, was doing a job for Katie's uncle who lives in a gated part of the suburb. My dad starts talking to him about Cruz. 
And her uncle said Cruz used to visit all the time with Katie, and he would always borrow his bicycle and ride it around the neighborhood. Vindication. Thanks for reading. Love the show. Mike from Cleveland. This is, let me tell you something, Andrew. If it's you and I were on a park bench in Central Park, and I'm like, dude, I, I brought you out here. I got something to talk to you about. I, 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 I know di- why they canceled fire. I got the, <laughs> I got the diagnosis, man, and it, it, it's long. and it's a, Holy fucking Tom Cruise in a hat! And I'm just chasing it. That's what would happen. I would stop everything I was doing and say, holy fuck, it's Tom Cruise in a hat! Andrew, come on, he's got a hat on! He's wearing that hat. It looks like a fitted cap. No, no it's not Brad Pitt this time. It's Tom Cruise in a hat. I'm picturing like a like an Abraham Lincoln hat. <laughs> now that you should see. That would be great. Uh, I'm trying to think of celebrity. I thing. ruined uh, Al Franken was trying to get drunker that oh, one time. Oh, I remember he fell on you. And fell on me. You probably saved a life that night. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember Just that. Just might have. Yeah, and I shook his hand, and it was tough. <laughs> it was. It was like so a hot. strong grip, like, you mean? Um, or like a working man's, like hand. a working man's hand, oh. which caught me off guard because I didn't expect. Or was that. it more like I'm trying to stabilize myself because I just felt down? Did it, did it have that 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 feel to it? Mm, a little bit of both. Yeah, okay, but this was they were selling the uh, celebrating the release of that documentary. God that spoke. Yes. Or something yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, one time I was wasted in the East Village and I was walking home to the train and Todd Berry came out of a, it was either a Dunkin' Donuts or a liquor store or something on like 2nd Avenue. Yeah. And I had just seen him do stand up in Brooklyn like a few weeks before. And like, there were some other comedians on the bill that they will remain nameless, but it was not a great show. Uh-huh. But Todd Berry was awesome. And so I was like, oh, there's Todd Berry. And I just went up to him and I was like, Todd Berry. I just, Todd Berry, I just saw you in Brooklyn. Oh my God. It was, you were so fucking funny, man. The rest of the people on that bill, I don't know about that, but Todd fucking Berry. And it is like, all of his Todd Berryness was yeah. like, oh no, come! It, they were all great. They were, all, and he's as he's talking to me, his hand is just <laughs> waving like they were all great, man. But thanks, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And a cab pulls up, and he just jumped in without <laughs> saying anything. That's Smart right. man, that sounds right. Yeah, ru- ruined Todd Berry's early Sunday morning. I did. He's, no, I mean, he's great. no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I clam up with celebrities real no, bad. I try to be respectful. Yes, I no. don't bother people. I don't, yeah, I ever. Tell my Paul Giamatti story? No. No. I, think I, told I mean, mine. This, it's very short, but it's extremely weird. Um, for the one week I was in Kyoto, Japan, I was going up to a temple with my wife. And the monk was Paul Giamatti. And Paul Giamatti and some guy are just walking down the other way. Uh-huh. And I just look up and I notice him. And I'm just like, my eyes clear. We're like, that's fucking yeah. Paul Giamatti. And he caught me. And he was like, man, even in Japan, yeah. I can't get away from these fat fucks. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wanted to, I'm trying to achieve enlightenment here. Of course, some fucking fat guy's going to come talk to me about Amazing Spider-Man 2. Did he actually call you a fat fuck? No, he just looked at <laughs> yeah. me like, oh, He's no. Disturbed. Yeah. yeah. There is, I've, I've gotten that a couple of times. I'm trying to think of the thing, of the exact moment, but when like you see a celebrity and they see you and they're like, oh, man, it's this guy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Please and that's don't that I approach talk to them. me, comic book t-shirt. Exactly. I don't approach them. That happened, I, oh, you know what? Um, I uh, <laughs> went go. to Mr. Stanley. Uh, we were going camping last year, me and my fiance. And we're going to upstate, and we stop off for a, 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 a go to the go to the Roy Rogers, which is like the last Roy Rogers that ever existed, and um, and or at least in New York anyway. And we, we go just for a quick meal, and then like I go to the bathroom, and this tall blonde woman comes in with her kid, and like you know she, she goes to Roy Rogers, she gets her stuff, and I go into the bathroom, and on my way out, it's her and her kid are leaving, and I'm like, holy. Fuck, that's Uma Thurman, and like grab the kid, and, and no, and, and, and in, in her, in she gave me the perfect, and she's totally right. It, she just gave me this look of like, not today, fat guy. I got my kid. You know what I mean? It was just like, look, I am holding a bag of Roy Rogers. <laughs> exactly. Sir. You 
you didn't was, have your nymphomaniac shirt on, did you? <laughs> I did not. Or or my kill Bill. Like, I did. I didn't. I, I didn't approach her. I wouldn't have approached her anyway. But I could tell she was just like, and it, it wasn't rude or anything like that. But it was just like, really not today, dude. Yeah, that's the move. Mm-hmm. Thank you though. <laughs> Bye. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, a nymphomaniac t-shirt. That is not fit for public. <laughs> uh, all right, is it me? <clears throat> yeah. Commencement speechifying. Mm. Hi, guys. I was recently going through the WHM back catalog and came across your episode on Cop and a Half. Your discussion of a puffy Burt Reynolds, R.I.P.D., uh, in the midst of his divorce from Lonnie Anderson reminded me of the time I saw him give a speech at my brother's high school graduation. By the way, did we all notice on what's on Netflix right now? No. Cop and a Half 2 starring Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they did oh, it. Yeah, they they did fucking it. did it. Kindergarten Cop 2 was a big hit. Gotta go, <laughs> do, gotta go back. Shouldn't they just call it like Cop and a Full? A Cop and Full. Just Cop. It's a Cop and a Cop. <laughs> Two Cops. One Cup. Yes. <laughs> two cups, one cup. <laughs> it's two officers fighting over coffee. I'd watch that. Uh, Reynolds was a graduate of Palm Beach Central High School. Oh, he sure was. Uh, which was to be the home of the new countywide arts magnet school where my brother was a member of the first class. So is that like they, they put magnets together? Or like they put it on the fridge? They hold up the art. Well, they they well, hold they, up the art on the giant they, refrigerator. They teach children how to use magnets. Oh, gotcha. That's what they do. There. Magnets, how do they work? It's, it's, it's pretty important stuff. Uh, they ended up having classes at a temporary campus for several years due to construction delays. But Bert was involved early on helping out with fundraising and master classes for the theater department. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's how you uh, chew gum on camera. <laughs> uh, I was a student there too, and got to take a field trip to his house. What in Jupiter, no. Florida? Okay, this is the only time I'm jealous of Florida children. Uh, when it came time to pick a commencement speaker for the first graduating class of the new school, they of course picked the bandit himself. The highlight of his speech, at least for the students, was when he said, "I had a whole section in here about marriage." Before throwing a stack of note cards over his shoulder. <laughs> Classic Bert. In the spirit of back to school season, do you have any stories about celebrity speakers, good or bad? Uh, Not signed the email. Well, you know, I just want to quickly say Bert Reynolds, what a treasure. Totally. Um, yeah, really cool that you got to see him talk. I only ever, I think the only celebrity I've seen give a commencement speech was Chuck Schumer which was yeah. fucking dreadful <laughs> and it's fucking awesome because you can go on YouTube and he's given this same commencement speech for years uh, of course word and th- there's word. like a super cut of him in different caps and gowns <laughs> at different podiums and you can just track the and, entire speech and isn't the whole story about how a, a, a girl left him Something was, like yeah. that. It's something about, story I'll tell you, it didn't fucking stink in with me. I'll tell you that much. I don't remember it. Our graduation sucked. <laughs> it really it fucking sucked. Uh, it was Chuck Schumer and some fucking Broadway lighting designer. I got neither. Trying to keep me awake. Bunch of also rans. <laughs> what did you get? I got neither the year before. Oh, right. You graduated before us. Who yeah. were yours? I've been, I had nobody for mine. Pretty oh, cool. On. Yeah, I mean, I, you know. I've never seen any celebrities, like, give any kind of speech about that. Oh, uh, well, I think I told this story sort of but a, a million years ago. I, I was at a, at a poetry event for my job, and Adrian Brody uh, read the Ten Crack Commandments as if it as poetry, but, like, as, as dramatic, serious poetry, <laughs> the Ten Crack Commandments. It's like, dude, Adrian Brody, a take off that hat because <laughs> you know he's wearing a hat. I, and he was. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Yeah, exactly. But didn't you also say, Steve, <laughs> that he started it with like? Uh, I'm going to read something by the greatest poet that ever lived. Yes. Christopher Wallace, yeah, a.k.a. Oh, d- the Notorious B.I.G. And everyone's like, oh boy, can I leave? Uh, <laughs> Could you not yeah. say you did? There I one a- time walked through the exact, was it a Coca-Cola commercial that he was in? What? Adrian Brody? <laughs> I think it was called The Pianist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Adrian Brody did something for like Diet Coke or uh, Coca-Cola. It was something that like played in movie theaters yeah. before the film started. 
And someone in that camera, like he's walking down the street and someone's like, hey, Brody. <laughs> I was walking downtown and I walked by Adrian Brody. He was wearing a hilarious like Adidas jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And someone went, hey, Brody. And he did the same turnaround. I was like, I'm living a commercial. Oh, right that's now. so weird. Yeah, it was bizarre. Uh, Never saw anyone give a speech, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Disney Vault and Purgatory. Uh-oh. Dear WHM. Uh, I never had a story for the mailbag until I traveled up to Chicago to see your Jason X show and got this story from my aunt the following night. First of all, thank you for your attendance. It's mm-hmm. very important uh, that these live shows sell out for morale, not only of us, but the crowd as well. <laughs> that was a good show. It was it a great show. It did sell that out. Was a good, I, I mean, it sold out. How much it sold out. It sold out so much. It was a good show. It sold out so much. It was a really good show. Uh, and Doris, I really need a story. Can you give me something? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my now dead grandpa was always part- was always a particular sort of person. When his brother gave the eulogy at his service, he began it by saying, well, we all know my brother isn't in heaven, but purgatory <laughs> isn't all that bad. Oh, yeah. Jeez. That'll bring down Four the house. Four-star funeral. Yeah, as I say, in the right funeral, that'll bring down the fucking house. <laughs> he was a frustrating guy. Uh, my aunt... <laughs> you don't say. Uh, my aunt had come down to St. Louis to say goodbye to him for the weekend before he went into hospice. Uh, her four-year-old son uh, knew that he was going to grandpa's meant watching a Disney movie with him. All day long, he asked uh, my grandpa when he could sit down and watch a movie together. My, grandpa, my grandpa uh kept pushing him off until finally my aunt turned to her son and said, Honey, why don't you ask your grandpa if you could just take The Lion King with you and watch it on the drive home? <laughs> my four-year-old cousin turns to my dying grandpa and asks if he can borrow his DVD. Uh, and my grandpa, who is going he- to head off into the hospice, to, to head off into the hospice that following morning, says to him, "Nobody, it's a limited edition." Son, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually a platinum <laughs> edition. My aunt said that after tr- a weekend of trying to handle my grandpa, she immediately wheeled around, declared it was time to go home and pack the family up and head back to Chicago. My grandpa had one single night to unwrap his precious (laughs) Disney Vault limited edition Lion King Blu-ray DVD and watch it before going to hospice the next morning. I I should say for for folks like outside of the United States, uh, you might call it something differently. Hospice is where people go to die. Yes. Like Uh, you're there because you don't have a lot of time left and you need constant care as the clock winds down. Not a fun situation. Nothing but chipped beef and pills. Yeah. Uh, A week later, my aunt said she got the call from the aforementioned brother telling her that, that grandpa had passed away in the night. Uh, the first words he said to her after the news was the first words he said to her after the news were, "So you think he watched The Lion King? <laughs> you think he fucking got to it?" Um, my aunt picked up the still sealed Lion King from the estate the next week uh, when she came back in town for the funeral. Love the show. Love my horrible grandpa. And I'd love to request any fun, funny funeral slash death movie related stories from the WHM cast signed gin or gin, maybe possible G-I-N. Not, not whiskey? Not non whiskey. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's a funny yarn. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he was going to try to sell it eventually? Like he thought if it they aged should, for a while. should have buried it with him, well, man. They don't call it collector's edition for nothing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know where this grandpa's coming from. <laughs> I hate loaning out disc media, man. <laughs> but to you know. your own grandchildren. Nope. Fuck those kids. Before you get about- their they're going to get their grubby little peanut butter fingers but all over it. you're dying. Yeah, you <laughs> I don't care. You're about to kiss oblivion. Don't you know what? Fucking- it's mine. Okay. Oh, dude, that's what if that was the reason he went to purgatory? That was the one thing. Oh, shit. Now he's just haunting a pile of standard def DVDs. (laughs) You didn't give give your grandson a Lion King? Were you going to watch it, sir? We have some pretty strict rules here in heaven. I don't know if you've heard. Any uh, fun death stories? Nah. Especially, not that I want to no. say on the air specifically because right. well, it's a weird like we we always joke in my family that like we're always like on our A game when it comes to funerals. Like there's always like 
wacky shit that happens and what, but it's like nothing that would interest anyone. It's all yeah, like you gotta know the person. Yeah. Kind I of thing. Yeah. might have one that oh. I, I was trying to hide for a Tee while. Tee it up. Here we go. Um, when my uh, grandmother, my maternal grandmother, passed, uh, I was asked to be one of the people who read. Okay. Uh, for her um, mm-hmm. uh, her service, sure. and uh, I had back then uh, I wasn't quite the Werther's man yet, <laughs> uh, but I liked Jolly Ranchers, the old ones. <laughs> Who uh, doesn't? And I just you know I was like I didn't know what I was doing, so I was just like popping them in my mouth. Uh-huh. And so I get called up, and like I have one in my mouth, and I start talking with it in. I'm like, but shit. <laughs> could I could I interject here, sure. counselor? Objection! You're eating candy at a funeral. Yeah, that's yeah. Kind of, that's. It's worse. not like oh my god, I, I didn't know when my turn was up, but you were eating candy. I at a funeral. might have been distancing myself psychologically from the yeah, event. You're, you're eating candy. Yeah, at a nice funeral. way to rationalize it, asshole. <laughs> Chris Cabin's <laughs> sweet tooth funeral. It's worse. But worse in the, <laughs> in the, while I'm doing this speech, I literally am like, oh fuck, I have candy in my mouth. <laughs> And in the middle of speech, I go into my jacket, take out a Kleenex, spit it no. out, no. <laughs> put it back Class in it my up. pocket. Class oh, that up. ain't bad. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yeah. I'm terrible. I know. I just, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, well, the first time I ever heard the term serious as a heart, as a heart attack was my scary uncle grabbing my two cousins when they were fucking around at my grandmother's wake. And he just grabbed them and was like, that is grandma. She is dead. I am serious as a heart attack right now. I will go nuts on you. And did that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty great. Yeah, not a lot of fun funeral yeah. stories. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I like attended at least one funeral. That, all right, I got one that's kind of, it's nothing to do with my family, technically. So I was at a, 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 a wake Mm-hmm. For a, a, it was like a uh, like a friend of the family, oh sure, uh, but like close enough that it's like family, you know. So we're at this funeral, and this fucking weirdo walks into the funeral parlor, and and he had he gone, says, "Hello, I'm Andrew Jupe." He had <laughs> gone to our church, mm-hmm. so I knew him like by sight, but I didn't know his name or anything like that. And I said to my mother, "I was like, what? You see that guy? Like, why?" And it was a dude who like. He always attended mass like with his obnoxious daughter, and uh-huh. the two of them are always like being a distraction. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Mom, it's that guy who's always like weird with his kid at church. Like, what mm-hmm. the hell's this guy doing here?" Because also in like a different town, yeah. it was like on the town across the river, kind of a deal. And she was like, "Oh yeah, oh I don't know. Like, let me ask around or whatever." And my father gets back to me, and he's like, "Oh, your mother found out about that guy from church." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, well, what's the deal?" He goes, "Apparently." He goes around town oh, nice. and hits up all the funerals <laughs> so then he can go back to the after parties and get all the fucking food. It's a good move, oh, man. Food moocher at a funeral. I never heard of such a thing. I'm afraid I might have told the story, but tell me if I have. Okay. Um, uh, you, you were also in the film Wedding <laughs> Crashers. <laughs> you stole a lot of baked fish from a funeral? No. I, uh, when, I was, when I was in high school, a buddy of mine's uh, grandfather died. And we all, you know, we're 17 people are driving that aren't me. So we're like, you know what? We're going to be the ones that go to his grandfather's funeral. Like, he's, he's not, we were invited, but it wasn't like, you know, what I mean? it was a very adult move. To oh, be yeah. Like, this is going to be the time we're going to show support. You know, it's a really right. good friend of ours. Yeah. We all get dressed up in like funeral attire and we go and we're being super respectful. We go to the wake and we go and there's a display on a whiteboard <laughs> with a bunch. Uh, with a bunch of pictures of this man's entire life. Wow, that's mm. that's really nice. It's touching, what a beautiful it is. Very red string connecting. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not the. He wasn't the yellow king, Chris. <laughs> but uh, I go up to it and I'm like, oh, you know, and I because I, I have to touch everything, Uh-oh. and I'm like, that's an interesting old picture, and I touch it for even a second, and the whole board. <laughs> Falls, clangs. <laughs> it doesn't break, but oh every picture no. falls off. And then I have to like quickly catch it and put it back you up on the cursed. tripod. And I'm slapping pictures up. Like clearly, uh, was, this was a when you were doing that. You your butt hits the casket and it falls over. And he... Clearly, it was arranged in this particular order. But I'm like slap, 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 and then it falls again. Oh, God. In the midst of it, and then like this uncle had to come and help me. And he's oh, like, "That's all right, Jesus. kid. Don't worry about it." I'm like, "Oh, is it all right?" 
Oh my god, that's horrific. How have you not walked into the ocean yet? <laughs> it's going to happen at some point. The night's young. All right, last one of the evening, I guess. Uh, Do it up, dude. WHM Mailbag, meeting a director who's not who he says he is. Oh, oh. boy. Uh-oh. Hello, WHM gang. My girlfriend first introduced me to this show several months ago, and you've quickly become my go-to for any and every time I need something to listen to for a long period of time. Sweet. And she and I frequently listen to old episodes together. So when she told me about something that happened to her tonight, I just had to write in about, hey, this is just right off the news. Oh, wow. Here. Hot off the presses. Oh, I love it. So it's, she is there is... a picture with her with today's newspaper in it? We should call Russell Crowe and he'll go get her. Um, she is, as I write this, currently taking a trip to Las Vegas for a week with her mother. And tonight she's going to... That's a weird place to be going to with your yeah, mother. Right? Yeah, I'm Vegas not, with your mom. I'm not huh? sure about that. Huh. Mom gambling. <laughs> <laughs> no, serious really? stuff. Yeah, like, okay, how many chips can I get for this mom? <laughs> I bet my mom on well, that. Right, you that guy the key, the loves to, to gamble. <laughs> That's serious shit, man. Throw keys down on the table. What's that? It's keys to my mom. <laughs> Parked my out back. Oh, okay, yeah. Call. Throws his keys to his mom. <laughs> guy puts an urn on the table. That's my mom. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, tonight, she's going to a concert event where she met a few a few people. Firstly, she texted me that she had met Polly Shore. Wow! Only to correct herself and say that she had actually met DJ Polly D, who was on Jersey uh, Shore. Uh, Wait, so she met Polly, but who? no, no, she, she DJ Polly D. Yeah, who's from the Jersey Shore? Polly Shore, Jersey it's Shore. Not oh, Pauly she was. Shore. Oh. Oh, Can you I believe see. that? Oh, I see. You know, I oh, she thought she thought that she was meeting one buffoon. Yes, but she actually met. <laughs> Who would you a rather be? Buffoon. I mean, I guess you'd rather be Polly Shore. Shore. Yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Because I would actually have something to talk about with Polly yeah. Shore. I would have been you? his movies. Yeah, because let me tell you, I guarantee you anything. You get Polly Shore talking about his filmography, you'll be there for a long you'd weekend. You'd be surprised. I talked to him on the phone a few times, and I've mentioned my VHS copy of Son in Law, and it was glossed over. <laughs> <laughs> this was a work related call, so maybe he was trying to be professional. <laughs> you know what, buddy? It's all business on this call. <laughs> Enough with the chit chat. Time is money, 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 money. That's cool, bro. I just want my daughter back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric glossed over the part where he had kidnapped Polly Shore. Yeah, I did send her. I sent, I sent him a picture of her with today's newspaper. Uh, he asked, "Is that any better, though?" And yes, yeah, well, I'm yeah. sorry, but I, I would have yeah. five questions firing off to yeah, her yeah, by her Polly sure. Shore. Uh, but the real kicker came when she told me she met the director of the Forty Year Old Virgin. Now, neither of us are experts on our mid-2000s comedies, and sure. sometimes I forget which ones were directed by Judd Apatow and which or ones just he... the guys who were involved in the... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's by the guys who brought you the funnier of it. From the guy who one time saw Judd Apatow at a Target. <laughs> and yes. pitched him right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that's a, I think that's a fine thing to be mixed up over because, my yes, lord. Well, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That ad, those ad campaigns were fucking trash. Oh, that it's was not everything. their fault that those ads are trash. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, but, just a little bit. I mean, because it's sold super bad, and then they were just like, yeah. let's put it on fucking everything yeah. now. Um, da, 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 da. But I figured if she had met Mr. Apatow, yeah. she would have referred to him by name rather than one of his directing credits. So I decided to double check anyway. Uh huh. Sure enough, he had directed The 40-Year-Old Virgin. So I, in disbelief, text her, wait, you met Judd fucking Apatow? Mm-hmm. She responded, no. He said his name was Greg Moss. I was confused. Why was this man taking credit for directing a film that he has nothing to do with? Yeah, I directed Citizen Kane. <laughs> Whatever. Orson who? No, no, no. That was all Jim McBride. Um, I scoured the entire crew listing on IMDb for a Greg Moss, thinking maybe he had just said he was involved in yeah, the making sure, of the sure, film, sure. Yeah, gotcha. and she had misheard him. The name appeared nowhere on the cast list, and Googling his name yielded no results whatsoever either. Is he on that like person of interest show? Does he have like a huge computer trying to find this guy? <laughs> That's a, a lot. It's a, it's a lot. Um, then something clicked in my head. 
something I hoped deep down that I was wrong oh, about, no. but I soon found out that I was sadly very right. Here it comes. After a quick re- after a quick search to confirm this suspicion, I realized she had in fact misheard him on two counts. <laughs> His name is actually Craig Moss, not Greg. Uh-huh. He was not the director of the film The 40-Year-Old Virgin, but was, in fact, the director of the film The 41-Year-Old Virgin Who Knocked Up Sarah Marshall and Felt Super Bad About oh, It, no. <laughs> which, according to Wikipedia, was once given a review wherein the reviewer told his audience, don't give Craig Moss your time or your money. Watch coverage of the BP, BP oil disaster instead. I guarantee it's funnier. I believe it. I, you know, how do those types of movies still get made? Like, yeah. you know, all those, I guess they get made Super less spoof, now. Scream yeah. the last time. Yeah. You, I know what you did last summer on Friday the, the 13th. There's there, another one that's like that. The 300 so, one? Yeah. Oh, right. It's just Meet DVD chum. They're like, they're like sub spoof movies. Dude, though. like hire us to write them. Right? <laughs> no. Like, listen, it <laughs> You'd make bank, and it would actually be maybe funny. Now I'm looking up epic movie because those guys were rotten. So Uh, you want to hear the plot of this thing? Please. The film follows Andy, who needs to hook up with a hottie pronto because he hasn't had sex in, well, forever. And his luck isn't the only thing that's hard. His equally horny teenage roommates also need it super bad. And with the help of their nerdy pal, McAnal Lovin. Oh, come the. F- <laughs> and his fake ID, they might okay. tap more than just a keg. I take it back. We can't write this. No, this is too good. It's too smart. <laughs> I don't think we could ever come up with anything that good. Uh, thankfully, by the time I alerted her of my revelation, he had already left, and the two of us were free to laugh in private about the mix up. But I can only <laughs> imagine how awkward it would have been. If she had started to ask him about the Steve Carell comedy, only for him to have to clarify that his film is the one starring Mad TV's Brian Callen and has a 2.6 on IMDb. <laughs> it still has that 2.6, by the way. It nice. does not Well, no, this was just written like minutes oh, ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, actually, can you imagine telling people you directed that movie? I wouldn't, I wouldn't lead with that. I, I certainly like wouldn't. The, are like the Wayne's brothers going to be asking? Uh, yeah, we directed Scream. <laughs> <laughs> um. She had a uh, she had a wonderful time at her concert. We're currently having a great time finishing up your episode on Jason X together. That's nice. Thank you that? for all the laughs, Gordon and Alyssa. Jesus, man. Uh, all right. First off, stop meeting people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah stop this is, people. this is a great lesson, dude. Don't talk to anybody. No, I, I agree. Because you might find people that direct trash like this and brag about it. Well, this is the thing is I, you know, I have a moderately successful podcast, and if I meet somebody and they don't know that, I don't tell them that. No, you don't. No, I just say no. I'm Mark Marin, and I, <laughs> I, I am the guy that does the what the fucks. I, if I, if I directed an infamously bad movie, I certainly wouldn't fucking bring that up. Unless you're Tommy Wiseau, then you make your no, entire I'm, living I'm, off of bragging about that. I'm definitely one of the guys from Pots of America, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> you see this svelte figure I got yeah, here? Exactly. <laughs> uh, by the way, there's another character in this movie called Black Guy. Uh, oh, B-L-A-Q-G-U-Y. Oh, that's oh. a clever... You, you're saying something there. It's pretty funny, but not as funny as McAnal Lovin. I gotta just put that out well, there. Well, what is? That's true. That's very true. And that... Is WHM Mailbag for the month of September. Again, if you want your weird stories or crazy questions answered on the air, we all hate movies at gmail.com. And next week, next month's October, get those spooky stories in. Right. That's right. You ever fucking shit your pants on a haunted house? I want to hear about it. Also, let's just say it now. Next month on Patreon, get yourself ready. It's coming soon. Van Helsing. Oh, Boom. that's the spookiest Van movie Van. of them all. Yeah. Look at that. Patreon.com slash we hate movies. Until next month, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin, Mark Marin, take it easy. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>